Welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 194. Did you just try and click my mouse without yeah. fucking yeah. permission? Yeah I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. 194. That is We're a violation. Here. We're here um, on the, the a great a, a, a day of great loss. A day of great loss to the to the United Kingdom. Lost a queen. Lost a queen, didn't we? Ed? You got anything to say about that? Huh? 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 Which queen? Well, not the band. Oh, the monarch. One of the pet shop boys. No, the oh. monarchist. One of right said Fred. <laughs> I mean, we'd be celebrating if that was the case, yeah. wouldn't we? Um, did you the see the memorial concert, Lord <laughs> Lord's Fox, doing an acoustic did, set? Did you see they recently had a book release and they played outside of the WH Smiths where the book was being released? And it was between 12 and 1 that they were playing. And there were literally just like four or five people who were walking past that, like. Did WH Smiths know? <laughs> I don't think so because they blocked the entrance. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, it's the worst day for stamp sales they've seen in quite some time. Um, but yeah, so uh, Queenie's dead. That's sad, isn't it? Queenie? Queenie. From the um, British sitcom... Um, You're really trying it, aren't you? Fucking, what was that sitcom? It was a sitcom years ago. Shitcom? There was a character called Queenie. Bread. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. Why was he called Queenie? No, she. as a woman. She, she was oh, the wife, she... wife of oh, one of okay. the characters, yeah. Anyway... I thought bread was the prison one, but it's porridge, no, it's isn't porridge. it? It's, yeah. Jeez, come on. Fucking our names. UK sitcoms are bad. Anyway, we're not going to make jokes about the Queen dying. I'm not going to make a comment. All I'm going to say is Prince Andrew needs to be locked in a fucking cell. <laughs> He's using this as his time where he feels safest to come out to the public eye and people are defending him because the Queen's dead. And I think that's utter bullshit. I, you know... I, He's probably worried who's going to pay his, like... His next one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I don't really care about the royal family, but I get that some people do, so I don't want to be harsh about that. Well, except for the Prince Andrew thing, he's a cunt. But I don't really... I don't, I don't, I don't see why people are so bothered one way or the other. I don't really understand the fair... She was just like our nan. She, But she wasn't. She's everyone's nan. No, she wasn't. I had a nan. She was lovely. Um, just like our nan, if our nan never spoke to us ever and didn't know we existed. Yeah, Queen was the Queen was nothing like my nan. Just like my nan, was she? Yeah, yeah, she's just like my nan, because they're both dead. <laughs> so, well, I tell you what, tell you what, deuces on that one, because I've got two dead grand- grandparents. So like, I've got all my all my grandparents are dead. Fuck you. Yeah, so are all mine. Yeah, in your face. Yeah, take that being thirty. Yeah. Um, but no, like it, you know, it's sad that Prince Andrew's still allowed to walk around. It's sad that, you know, he's not... Maybe we could kneecap him. Oh, fuck. I'd love that. Pretty easy. You probably can't run very I saw, fast. I saw someone post a thing. They were like, he served his country and he saved people in a helicopter during the Falklands War. And I thought to myself, he also diddled kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure that I'm sure that there were a lot of people... So on balance, who's to say <laughs> if he's good or bad? Like... There are people that still say Jimmy Savile was a monster, but he did raise a lot of money for their hospitals. <laughs> so give him a break. That's <laughs> what you do. A certain amount of charity, you're allowed to diddle a kid. It's like my, one. Yeah, you're allowed one. It's like now you get points. It's like the rewards app thing, McDonald's. So. What we were saying is it's it's sad the Queen's passed, and I, I know there are a lot of people hurt by that. We're not going to make jokes, uh, because I don't think either of us really particularly care. You know, 
I got a day off. You didn't. I did. Did you? Yeah. You're off today. Yeah. Oh, okay. We got a day off. That was pretty good. Yeah. Thanks, Queenie. Yeah. I got paid for that. should off. pay more to die more often. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the rest of them can just fuck off. If Prince Andrew dies, do you think it won't be a bank holiday or just it'll be like a national party on the weekend? It'll be an and finally. <laughs> There'll be like a bunch of people that run crashes and they're like, finally he's gone, we can open up again. And finally. And finally. On the news. Instead yeah. of like the news of like, you know, a cat that thinks it's a dog, it'll be. Prince Andrew's died. Speaking of news, and hmm. we've got some terrible news. Have we? Yeah, Sony. Moving on from the Queen's death. You know, R.I.P. Queenie. Sony Pictures, our favourite movie studio, creators of a film that I'm going to talk about later today, but also of Morbius. Oh, yeah. Have uh, have sadly had to move some of their new upcoming Spider. What was the what was the acronym? It was like SPUM, wasn't it? Sony Pictures. It was like spum. That was that's what I remember. Like uh, unconnected universe or universe of. I don't know. I think you're making it up. No, there was like a there was like a thing that they were using. Anyway, regardless, Madam Web, a film I didn't realize was actually being made, and I don't understand why it's being made, has been pushed back to next. Oh, year. probably just gonna be full of women. It's gonna be full of them be women political doing women things. And Craven the Hunter oh, is going. What about the bad bun? What about the bad bunny movie? The bad bunny movie's not been shot yet, and it's never gonna be shot. Stop. Talking about it. What was it? What was the um, fucking uh, character? El Diablos. El Diablo, that's it, yeah. Yeah. The character who's been in like what, two comics? Oh, El no, it was El something like De Muerte or whatever. It yeah. wasn't like anyway, fuck it. Look, that's never gonna be shot. But the Aaron Taylor Johnson Craven the Hunter movie has been moved from January of next year to October. So we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for that Morbius sequel that we were hoping for. Because mm. they're obviously gonna have to wait to fit that in around everything else. I can't wait for the moment where Craven like Accidentally injects himself with le- lion blood, <laughs> makes himself a lion person. That's the story, of Craven, right? Uh, no. Oh no, he, he just wants to hunt Spider Man. Bring me Spider Man. <laughs> anyway, Anne, I'm steadily losing my mind. Quite tired. Um, this week you're going to go first. Oh, do you want to review a thing for us? And not that elaborate-looking butt plug you have in your hand. It's a transformer. Yeah, it transforms into a butt plug. It's a motorbike. That looks like a butt plug. What? What part do you ride on? What part of motorbike? What would you think butt plugs look like? Like that motorbike. <laughs> your review, Ant. Tally ho. Sticking toys up your bum again. Look, I'll stick anything up my ass if I want to. It's a free country, goddammit. We live in the United States of America. Anyway, I played a little bit of Multiversus. The free-to-play Warner Brothers. Why? Um, fighting Smash Brothers thing. Yeah. Um, Apparently it's not bad. There. It's fine. It's 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 very it's very much Smash Brothers. It makes you go through this really slow moving tutorial that just basically teaches you the controls of Smash Brothers. Um and you have to play through it if you want to unlock Wonder Woman. You get Wonder Woman as a free unlock if you be, if you finish the tutorial. Um the only thing in that tutorial that's like this is a thing that wasn't in Smash Brothers is that if you have tag team matches you can sometimes do things that help your tag team partner out. Like if they're falling off a platform you might be able to leash onto them and drag them back onto the platform. You know, stuff like that. Or Wonder Woman's shield will affect them. But other than that, um, it's got no new ideas. Um, yeah, yeah. It's got a cast of, rotating cast of characters, but in every game I played, it was, like, every, every, I think every week or so, they changed the lineup of three characters that you can play as. And you can unlock stuff for them, like, um, 
you get modifiers to unlock, you know, increase stuff, like how much damage they take, stuff like that. Mm. Um, every game I played, everyone was just playing as the characters that were free this week. It didn't seem to be anyone buying characters, as far as I could tell. Um, so I think, what was it this week? There was like, like Finn, the human. Oh, and, from Vegetite. Yeah, and that that one made-up character they have, the Runicorn or whatever it's called, the dog thing. Oh, Runicorn. Princess Runicorn. No, 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 it's a made-up character for the game. It's like a dog, green dog. Just, what? Yeah, so there's one one character that's made up just for the game. It's like the default, like, here's a basic vanilla Smash Brothers-esque play style that you could have. Like, it's that, it's that character, the one to teach you how to play the game. It's a made-up dog, it's Runicorn or something. Um... But yeah, I, I, it's fine. It's it's normal. Um, there's lots of stuff that you have to you could buy with money. Um, apparently, you can unlock Gleemium, but I haven't seen to unlocked any yet. It's got that whole season pass thing. You know the thing they do on Fortnite where you have like unlocks. Although it seems a lot more generous than Fortnite. Cause you know, on Fortnite you like have to go through like seven or eight levels before you get an unlock or something. And it's always something shit. Yeah. Um, this is like every level seems pretty much every level of the whole thing has something you'll unlock on the free one. It's just that if you've paid for the premium, you're going to unlock double the amount of stuff pretty much. More, you know, you'll get skins with yeah. the other one, but you won't get skins on the free one. Um, so I was like, you can buy some skins though with the money you earn from playing the game. Like, it doesn't seem too hard to unlock them. A couple of them are really expensive. Like, there's a Batman animated, original Batman animated series skin. Yeah. Um, most characters only have like two skins, like the default one and a bonus one so far. Not many, not much variety. Um, Iron Giant's got three though. He's got one where he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Don't know what that's about. Um, one where he's got the big Superman on his chest. And one yeah, 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 yeah. Um, of course, the Iron Giant, famous for loving fighting and getting into scraps all the time. Lovable Iron Giant, eh? But it is just straight up Smash Brothers. The stages, like some of them have like straight up the same layouts. The Smash Brothers, just, you know, big flat base platform, three platforms above it. Oh, yeah, I've seen, like, this is the thing, like, I've seen a lot about this, but I haven't played it. What did you play on? Uh, PS4. Oh, PS4, yeah. Um, like I said, it, it plays fine. The menus are a bit laggy to go through, um, but the game itself is, like, decent enough. The netcode's better than Smash Brothers. Um, that's pretty much goes without saying when it's a game not on Switch, isn't it? Yeah. Because online play on Smash Brothers, the amount of time played it and it just, like, slowed to a crawl. There was a time when I was playing it on My Life in Gaming stream with them, and it was just like, like coming to a complete standstill when they were against certain people. Uh, not when I was playing though; my internet connection's perfectly fine. <laughs> um, and I beat Game Dave. Hmm? Kick Game Dave out of the arena. I have no idea who that is, but Game Dave, he's, a YouTube, he's a YouTuber. He's, he's a YouTuber. Got, yeah, he's got like ninety thousand subscribers. I kicked his ass on Smash Bros. I don't know any of those ninety thousand people that subscribe to him, but I now know you do, and that may be enough for me to watch one of his videos. Well, I mean, I've got Try from My Life in Gaming on my friends list on Switch. Oh, what? Who? Try from My Life in Gaming. I think I've got them on... You haven't got them on your friends list. I've got someone from some YouTube channel on, on my Switch. <laughs> Probably a wanker. Me? <laughs> yeah, you! There you go, there you Jeez. go, that sold it. Um, I mean, no, it, it's perfectly fine. Like I say, monetization. the main thing is that season pass, like... There's loads of unlocks, but I mean, when you unlock, when you get the coins for playing the game, and there's daily, there's loads of daily challenges. Like, there's always three available. When you complete one, another one takes its place, and you mostly get money for them. And the money is what you use to unlock cosmetic things. Like, it's not much different to any other game, that sort of thing. None of them are priced so ludicrously high that you're not going to be able to get them ever. Like, you could probably play it for a day and get enough to unlock the most expensive one. 
Because like, I, I racked up like nearly a thousand in a few games, so pff, not that hard. Um, but it's just, just normal. The only thing is, it's all this is all Warner Brothers stuff. It's this weird hodgepodge. The Arya Stark being in it's really weird. That seems out of place. Like it's just it's just weird because they're just going to get to the point where they're going to run out of franchises they can take from, and they're just going to have to put more characters from each franchise. And I don't know what the end game is because the freaking character select screen's not built around. You know, Smash Brothers. When you go to the character select screen, it's like we've got shitloads of characters. Here's a massive block of squares to let you know how many characters we have in the game. This game's like two thirds of the screen are taken up with a 3D model of the character you're selecting. So like, it's making more of a thing of here's the here's the Warner Brothers property we own that you can look at, um, and the character selects down the bottom of the screen. It's like tiny. It's like it's like you know, sort of Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter. Let's say Super Street Fighter two sized. Okay. There's two rows of characters. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to expand beyond that with too many more characters because it'll get full. You'll have three rows, and then you'll have to take into the eat into the space that your your product IP is taken up, and you need you need all that space to show your Wonder Woman character with her custom fucking skin from whatever thing they're tying into this week on it. Gizmo's on the main menu right now. Gizmo from... I've heard he's been added. Yeah, I've not played him. Not, no. I don't think he's playable on this week, uh, but when I played it, he wasn't anyway. Um, it was last week, so it might be it might be this week. Who knows? Who knows? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, they're going to put Mortal Kombat characters in it, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they're definitely going to put Mortal Kombat characters in there. You're going to have Mortal Kombat versus DC back. Maybe it'll be canon to Mortal Kombat versus DC. This is the sequel that we've been waiting for. What other Warner Brothers characters? Not not Batgirl. They've banned Batgirl. She won't be in so there. So they've got the entirety of the DCEU, which is no. probably yeah, but they're not going to be in, not in the game. They're not going to use it. Uh, There's Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, and Harley Quinn. There is a bit of a weighted. It's like, quite DC jo- heavy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Joker's inevitable. Green Lantern's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, so is um who is the character who's inevitable one um black oh black Adam is it no oh black Adam's definitely going to be in there yeah. Shazam yeah actually black Adam's on the um the loading icon. oh is he so, so yeah, yeah he's so definitely he's definitely going to be in there um oh no it's um Thanos who's inevitable isn't it that's the yeah, one Thanos is inevitable yeah he's the one you said yeah. uh I don't know like Warner Brothers is such a weird fucking studio because they sold loads of their properties didn't mm. they because they had like didn't they for a while have one of the big horror- wait they're owned by Discovery now. They can get the dude from Ancient Aliens. I'll just get with lions a funny in hair. there and shit. And elephants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then you can, and then you can get, Shark. what's his name? Who's the guy? Who's, who's <laughs> Thomas Edison? They can get Thomas yeah. Edison just have him zapping elephants to yeah. death. Yeah. Like he did in real life. Make it historical. But uh, if it is just exactly like Smash Brothers. If you have a Switch, I wouldn't see the point in you playing this if you're in Smash Brothers. You just play Smash Brothers. It's, Smash Brothers is a better, more feature complete I mean, I know this is new and it's a beta and there's stuff that's not unlocked yet and all that, but this is never going to have the amount of modes and features and the depth of Smash Brothers. Um, but if you've got a PS4 and Xbox, it's the it's the best Smash Brothers clone I've played. Most of them are kind of usually a bit rubbish, aren't they? Well, that Nickelodeon one's meant to be all right, isn't it? I've got that on PC, I understand. We've got around to playing it. Um, I'm pretty sure I've got it anyway. I'm sure it's in a Humble Choice bundle one month. Um there was one years ago I wanted to get on PS2. It was a Takara-themed one, and it had like their sort of Takara's equivalent of a Barbie doll. Um, Bomberman, Optimus Prime, Megatron were in it and stuff. And it was like all the toys. The idea was it was the toys fighting each other. Um, that was on PS2 years ago. I was always tempted to import that. Um, 
And it's on GameCube as well, I think. I think that's what I was going to import on because it's dead easy to play import games on GameCube, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, but no, Multiversus, yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll put Jack Black in it. If they put Jack Black in it, I'll play it non-stop. Because, you know, he's been in Warner Brothers films, I think. Shall I know how? Yeah. Shall I see who Warner Brothers owns? Who do Warner WB. Brothers own? Uh, sorry. WB, oh, sorry, owned characters is apparently quite a popular search oh. engine. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Bugs Bunny, Batman, Superman, Daffy Drogo. Duck, uh, Elmer Fudd, Porky Pig, Beaky Deathstroke, yeah. Mr. Freeze, Barnyard Dog, Wiley Coyote, Lex Luthor, Arius Stark, Yogi yeah. Bear, Tweety yeah. Bird, Alfred Pennyworth. Oh. Oh, you get Pennyworth. He's the man who became Batman's butler. He is the I man. learned that from this season yeah. three of the TV show and that no one watches. No one watches that Alfred show. Who's the blue dude? What? Who's the blue dude in that? There's a blue dude. There's a blue dude. Oh, it's the um, proto Mr. Freeze. It's like his granddad or some shit. Oh, really? Yeah, he also became cold, I guess. Oh, they've got Lord of the Rings. So they could have Aragorn. Well, they've sort of got Lord of the Rings. It's a bit complicated, isn't it? Artemis from uh, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Uh, Was that a Warner Brothers film? They've got Ben Tennyson. Oh, oh. So Ben 10 could be yeah. in there. That's pretty cool. They don't own Kai Network, do they? Uh, they own... Well, maybe they do, uh, I guess. They no. might do, yeah. Nickelodeon's one, yeah. They own Billy from uh, Billy and Mandy. You know, the, the one with Def? Oh, not the others. No, not the others. they got Blossom. Yeah. Boo Boo Oh, Bear. Blossom, yeah. Put Blossom yeah. in the game. Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Bubbles. You're just listing names now. Buckbeak from Harry Potter. Uh, Buckbeak. Yeah, uh, yeah they've got loads of fucking characters. Yeah. Well, they LeBron James has a Robin costume in this game. You can dress as plus LeBron James dressed as Robin. There's a character called Count Spankulot. What? Recurring character from The Kids Next Door. There's yeah. a vampire that spanks naughty kids. Oh. That's not weird. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> say spanks. Yeah, spanks. He has an affinity for spanking the monkey, does Yeah. <laughs> There's two characters called Devon and Cornwall who are... Oh, they're, uh, they're dragons from Quest for Camelot. All right. Yeah. I had that on the Game Boy Color. Quest for Camelot. Yeah, the game. They a, own Dirty Harry. You have a Quest for Camelot. Oh, Dirty Harry's definitely going to be Doctor in Evil. Because kids love Dirty Harry. Yeah. They're really big Make fans. Make my of, day. That's what Fortnite's done, isn't it? It's the whole thing where, you Just know, it's a game played by whatever. millions of kids, but it's full of things that kids don't give a shit about. I saw something the other day where it was like Superman flying next to Goku and some stuff. And I was like, this is all nonsense now, isn't it? Yeah. None of it needs to be there. When am I going to get my bloody Steam I think Big there? Chungus will be in. Oh, they've already trademarked him, haven't they? Have for yeah. merchandising rights. Chungus means chunky anus. That's they, what Chungus means. They don't means. know that, do they? Well, they, um, they should do. <laughs> <gasps> Ooh, your Steam Deck is now available. Oh. Ah, I'm going to buy it, Ant. Well, you're going to review um a thing. Oh, yeah. All right. So, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Matt Hour. We're going to talk about some uh, some really recent video games. Why don't you give me a drink anyway? That I complete. Shut your fucking mouth. We're going, to, we're going to talk about. Stop doing that with scissors. You're going to cut yourself. I'm not. There's a little bit of black paint on the corner. Oh, is there? Yeah. Because he only has black paint on the front. I don't it's know. Brown. Um, so I'm going to talk about some very recent video games. Oh. Uh, they are brand new, fantastic games. Um, I Nightshade on the NES I played them both Yeah uh, I've completed one of them And the other one I'm completing On the hardest difficulty Because I wanted to give it another go I'm of course talking about Dead Space 2 and 3 oh. Those brand new video games That came out oh. Came out li- Year of Our Lord 
What can be said about Dead Space 2 that hasn't been said already? (laughs) Okay, so Dead Space 1, you played as Isaac Clarke. He was an engineer who got trapped on a a Resident Evil-style situation where there's a bunch of horrible monsters and the only tools you have at your disposal are engineering tools. So you would repurpose things like uh, laser cutters and and like um, uh, like electric arc systems and things like that just to sort of fight back against the aliens. Luckily, the aliens that you were fighting were pretty susceptible to dismemberment, which is you know it's a running theme throughout most life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, apart from worms, apart from worms, yeah, they they yeah. just they just they have too many brains and squids, axolotls. Axles, yeah, they can they yeah. can lose a limb. Uh, so yeah, so anyway, so he su- he survives that, but he's he's forever mentally scarred by the experiences he has on that ship. Um, in Dead Space Two, you are you you survive Dead Space One spoilers, um, and you're you're recovered by a group that essentially want to take the information from your brain to produce another one of the artifacts that caused all the chaos in the first place. And you find out there are these antennas that they create these these pillars. Uh, that essentially resonate a frequency that causes people to transform into these into these fleshy alien monsters and then attack people to spread the scourge, um, and uh, and and it's up to you as Isaac to firstly break out of the insane asylum they've locked you in on a space station. By the way, very unsafe. Um, anyone can make their way through one of those walls eventually. I've strapped myself down, open all the windows. You're dust. You're safe. Yeah, that's true. Um, Dead Space 2 is one of my favourite games of all time, and it has both one of the best en- like uh, intros and, and, and finales in any game. Now, the end boss is kind of dog shit, ignore that part, but the end scene is phenomenal, um, much like the beginning. The beginning, you wake up in this insane asylum, someone opens your door and they say, look, Isaac, we've got to get the fuck out of here, everyone's becoming monsters, and you're like, oh no, this must be Tuesday, must be Tuesday, Ant, because everyone's becoming monsters, must yeah. be Tuesday. Uh, Another day on the job for Isaac, eh? Yeah. Um, anyway, and... Uh, this is the lad who gets chucked in the basement because his mum tells... Yeah. God tells... And him uh, yeah. basically, they, they get you out your straitjacket and then immediately transform into a monster and it's up to you, whilst in a straitjacket, to try and get out of the situation and it sort of gives you like a, a microcosm of this new, more linear, but also um, fantastically active environment because Dead Space 1 is a very simple experience. You do have some of those key tools that you you utilize more in Dead Space 2 but you it's uh it's almost like well it's an entry to the system to the, it's an intro to the actual to the world I don't think they ever actually expected to make a sequel I think the first one did so well they made the sequel the second one did really well and then they made the third one and then they shit the bed but anyway Dead Space 2 near enough a perfect game it's brilliant you've got kinetic guns and 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 you've got your engineering tools back it's very difficult it's got a great fucking story and it's really fun um, and then we get to Dead Space 3. And I haven't played Dead Space 3 um, for 10 years because I'm a time traveller and it came out this year. But I haven't played Dead Space for like 10 years. I haven't played it for Dead Space like 40 years. Dead Space 3. Oh, because you're also a time traveller. Dead Space 3 is... It, it, it's such a shame that it didn't... They it, EA fucked it. They, it. This was a time when EA were like, let's get as much money from these dickheads as we can and rinse them for everything they're worth. So they introduced a microtransaction system into a survival horror game. Yeah. Look, friggin' the, the economy <laughs> is the true Konami survival horror. weren't around at this time, all right? So don't bring them into this. But friggin' really, in the cost of living crisis, that's the real survival horror. 
So anyway, so Dead Space 3, it, it starts off well enough. You know, you immediately notice that there's not as much stuff you can pick up with the with the Kinesis system. You can't, like, shoot stuff about the place like you could in the first one. If you go into a room in Dead Space... in space, you glue everything down. If you're in... If you play, well, no, they're on a planet to begin with. Yeah. On In Dead Space 1 and 2... The fun was finding, like, what's an effective weapon. I mean, a lot of shit you can pick up is useless. You just throw it at something, and it just goes, oh, get out of my way. It's like a cardboard box. Get the fuck out of my way. But, like, a broom can become a spear. Ooh. So it's fantastic. And then Dead Space 3, they put you in all these environments where there's all this shit everywhere. You're being creative. And you can't pick it up. Mm. It's just like, oh, that coffee cup. It's too heavy. Too heavy, even though in the game before, you can pick up all the fucking coffee cups you want to throw around the coffee place. in it still? No. Oh. But you could like it literally. It just like it. It shows it's one of those sports direct mugs, <laughs> the big ones. Yeah. Um. It just it's it's such a weird intro to a game that has this identity. Oh, man, I believe you could pick it up. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Um. But it's such a weird intro to a game that like started so perfectly, and then you're suddenly put into this game where it's like it's like immediately they're saying to you, "Hey, don't get too excited. We've kind of cut back on the budget here. We've behaved ourselves a little bit." We've made it so you can't pick everything up. And like you're you're me like, okay, so when I'm out of ammo, I now have to look for specific items. You can't really just do the you can't you know like Iron Man 3, the most fun part of Iron Man 3 is when he gets he makes his own little gadgets to go and like take down all the bad guys. Hmm. You can't be in a situation where you've got no ammo left because suddenly you can't pick up anything and defend yourself. It has to be specific things. And even when it is specific things, for some reason the code is just a bit wonky. Like some monsters take loads of ammo. They'll be the same type because the monsters are kind of color coded in this, so the more advanced creatures like sort of have more like a lizardy skin, like the early stage necromorphs, where you can still see some of the humanity there. They're fairly soft and squishy. Cut them up nice and easy. The ones as they advance, they go sort of more like lizard, and they become more difficult to chop lizards. up. Lizards. Um, they they should take a few more shots, but I've been in situations where because the way the game is trying to stagger the enemies towards you, if you take out the first fleshy pink dude. And then the second fleshy pink dude, you like stasis him because you've got the ability to slow down enemies. And then suddenly it's like, oh, he's handled them too. Let's send out the third one. And you can take down the third one easier than you can take down that second pink one because the system just goes, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to balance this. And it's just like a weird, like, and there's loads of little bits around the game that are like that. Just little bits where it's, it's trying to, trying to be that game. But there are so many, like, fucking... And the microtransaction thing isn't even the worst thing. They've just got rid of all ammo types. So no longer in a survival horror game are you trying to manage your inventory because every gun takes the same type of ammo. Which is fine if every gun is a set gun. But in this, because you're, the microtransactions that you can buy go towards buying gun parts, so you make all these fantastic random guns, which sounds great, but they don't actually give you any base devices to use, so you don't really get the line gun anymore. You have to get all the shit Isaac's to make it. Isaac's an engineer, isn't he? Yeah. He's but... simulating the experience of going to the local <laughs> hardware store to buy the parts you need. It's just, it's just a not very good game. It's immersive, because in real life things cost money. So the reason I've been playing these is because Dead Space is getting a remake. The remake's out next month. I'm very excited about it. Or it's out in November. I don't know if they've moved it back a little bit. But I'm really excited about playing it again. And... I want it to be nothing like Dead Space 3. And what I want them to do is remake Dead Space 1, then remake 2, make 2 exactly the same, but make it look better. Do not change a fucking thing from that near-perfect game. And then Dead Space 3, just start again. Just create a new game. Because this isn't it. 
guys. This is bad. I think they should introduce a witty character who wisecracks well, the whole way through. The funny the thing is, Dead Space Three was years after Resident Evil Five, which is Resident Evil Five. They're very similar games in terms of their structure. Resident Evil Five was made to be a co-op game. It's made to have two players, and like it's made to be. Mm. It was one of the first games I think was completely designed for co-op. Like that, like you could have a single player experience. And Bonanza Brothers, pun. Bonanza Brothers. Yeah, but you could play it by yourself. Yeah, and it's designed to be played in multiplayer. It's always split screen. There's always a second. Oh, screen I see what you can't... mean. I see what you mean. It's crap. Yeah, yeah. it's crap, Fuck and no you. one, no Fuck one cares you. about Bonanza Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> you're saying that it's nowhere near as good as Resident Evil Five. Bonanza Not a controversial thing to say. I agree. I agree. Bonanza Brothers is dog shit. Um, but no, like, so Dead Space 3 what was designed almost like, it was almost like them attempting to copy that style Bonanza of, the, yeah. of, of Resident Evil 5. But the problem is that the the secondary character, if you're playing in single player, you wouldn't notice they were actually in the story at any point. It's only when the other person's playing the game. And then even then, they haven't designed it so there's any actual interaction. You just see each other during the segments. And then when it goes to the cutscenes, it goes to the single player cutscenes. So every so often a guy pops in and he goes, hey Isaac, it's a great adventure we're going on, yeah. And like Isaac's like, yeah. We've had a great time. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, basically. Because every other cutscene is just Isaac, and then there's a guy that just pops in, like, every couple of hours. He pops in and he goes, we've got to get to the engine room. And Isaac's like, where the fuck were you when I was collecting the parts to make the fucking, make the fucking aerial? He was just off camera. Just off like camera. Nathan Fielder's friends. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's so strange that they haven't structured the game for co-op. They haven't structured the game for microtransactions. Because if you could get more powerful weapons in the beginning and you could just keep spamming that buy ammo button, it's not a survival horror game anymore. It is if you're poor. (laughs) Just like real life. (laughs) Also, they've gotten rid of the system where you could have four weapons. You only get two weapons now. Mm. So you could just... That's because all games had two weapons back then. Did they? Yeah. Did they? All shooting mobs got obsessed with only having two weapons weapons. at a time. Don't you remember? It was Halo's fault. It's so fucking stupid. It was the thing called... This was 2013? Yeah. All games are doing it. Call of oh. Duty doing it. Freaking Doom yeah, did it for a little bit. Didn't Dead Space it? is just—it's just the worst, guys. Dead Space Three is like the worst. It's not the worst because you can see a serviceable game in there. It's just the problem is that EA went, oh, you know what we could do with this? Oh, microtransactions. <laughs> it's like let's just quickly break open this code and shove them in there. And uh, yeah, just it's fucking grim. It's just so fucking grim, man. But Dead Space 2, Tom Atkins. Yeah, I met him. Dead Space 3, David Spade. I met him. <laughs> David Spade, you met David Spade. I haven't, I haven't met him. You haven't met David Spade, your favourite actor. No. All right. But anyway, that's my review of those two. I did see um, Gok Wan once, though. Who? Gok Wan. Who? You know the stylish guy, he turns up on This Morning a lot, and um, he used to present that How to Look Good Naked show and all that. One of those, one of those celebrity stylist type people. I saw him in Woken. Saw him in Town Centre. Oh, cool! Mm. Oh, I saw um, Natalia, the trans lady from Big Brother, like yeah, years ago. She, she used to hang out next door. Did she? Yeah, she, our next door neighbours were her best mates. She used to hang out there before Big Brother. Really? Yeah. So Wait, we, we knew her before she was in Big which Brother. Side? Uh, which side? Which side of the house am I on? That side. That side. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Because there used to be a Portuguese family living there. Yeah. Because um, I remember my mum saw her going to the Big Brother house and was like, oh, for fuck's sake, because <laughs> she couldn't stand her laugh. She used to complain about her laugh all the time. Oh, that's mean. Um, yeah. So you know Gokwan. I saw, I met, I saw Gokwan. Weird, 
blonde hair, didn't Sue? It was really weird. Bleach, you know when you know when someone bleaches their hair and makes it way too blonde? Like that. Oh, you done? Yeah. Oh. What do you think I was fucking rating there? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Have you played Dead Space 3? No. No. Oh. I've got one of them, never bothered playing it. Why'd you never play it? Can't be asked, too scary. You're scared of Dead yeah, Space. Yeah, yeah, scared, I'm scared of, of monsters. Scared of monsters. a game for kids. I like to play real scary games like Five Nights at Freddy's. I thought you were going to say the tax man cometh oh. on your chest. <laughs> what that look at camera then? <laughs> the tax man cometh. Why is your screen so bright? I'll turn it down, sorry. That's obnoxious. One sec, I'll turn it I thought you had a torch on. No, I'm buying my Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um. What shall I review next? Shall I review Everything Everywhere All at Once? Oh, you watched it finally? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, it's really good. It's yeah. a really freaking great film. What plug fight, eh? It's only a small part of the film. What it's very funny, though. Um, no, the film's fantastic. This is a film about a lady who is like, life's a bit of a struggle. Like it is for all of us in this cost of living crisis. Um, and her and her hubby are going to sort out some finances or possibly try to avoid getting shut down because they haven't maybe not paid all their bills and stuff trying to show that the, how their business is being run they're not doing it well they're pretty bad at it but then it turns out she's at the center of an interdimensional battle and she is the one who can help defeat this person who is able to control everything all at once and she's going to help defeat them by hopping to different dimensions and pulling memories from other realities through to you know help her be a kung fu fighter Good thing she's Michelle Yeoh, because, like, she's pretty good at kung fu in Who? films. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. And if they'd chosen, like, another Asian actress, like, I don't know, someone from, like, what's that sitcom about the corner shop? Crazy Rich Asians. What? No, that's, that's a film. Are you talking about the one that the guy from Shang-Chi came from? Maybe. Isn't he in that? I don't know. Kim's Convenience. If they'd chosen the mum from Kim's Convenience... Or something. Is that I don't Michelle think... Yeoh as well? No. Okay. But Michelle Yeoh's great. I've been a fan of her since God Police Story. And All right, stop fucking bragging. Legend of Fong Sayuk. That's a bit of a classic. Wait, which Police Story is she in? The original. Police one? Story Three. Ah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, freaking Michelle Yeoh, freaking leg, 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 leg end. Very attractive. And well. um, Kihei Kwan, who yeah, is short round, short round, yeah, and he's in other stuff. And there's a weird myth that he like quit acting after Indiana Jones. No, he didn't. He was around for to like. The early 2000s doing stuff. He just decided to not do it anymore. The do you know he was a stunt director? <laughs> yeah, too. Stunt coordinating director. He's doing kung fu shit for years. Um, good for him. They should get him on that um, Corridor Crew show, shouldn't they? I really should have done Man Reacts. You could, you could um, give me 450 quid instead. You could do that next Friday anyway. You could do it to me now, now and then do it again next week. No, I'm not going to do that. Fuck's sake. It's a whole week's worth, well, it's less than a week's worth of money. But what if I want to buy an extremely expensive transform? Look, just tell me to buy <laughs> Anyway. Oh, so, God, it's right there. So everything, everywhere at once, it, it's, it's a strong contender for my film of the year. It's going to be fighting against RRR. It's going to have a strong battle to compete against. In, on, the pl- on the pro side, it's, you know... It's very inventive, very imaginative, very creative in its... They're all words that mean the same thing. But it's good at what it does. You know, those Daniels, they know how to edit and shoot a film on a budget because that's... I mean, music video directors becoming film directors is a lost art. And those when you get one of those music video directors, they know how to do something 
cheaply. They know a way of getting a really crazy effect that people haven't seen before in films because that was their whole job for years. Like how Michael Bay knows how to make a car look like you want to, you know, something you want to buy because he spent his entire career before making movies doing advertising. You know, it's it's in the blood. Um, so the film looks great and it's really fun and it's got some fantastic editing going on in it. Some stuff where I was scratching my head how they edited some of it together without it looking jerky or janky and stuff. Pretty really smoothly. Friggin' smoothly, beautifully put together. It's more when they're flashing images of all sorts of different <coughs> locations and matching the faces up perfectly yeah. between one thing. They must have locked their face down in a friggin' vice to make sure it doesn't move. And then James I think, didn't, didn't they have, like, a lot of stuff was done digitally, but also they had most of those shots that people were lying down? No, it was like this one where it's like uh, the faces are flicking around. Oh, that of, one, yeah. Um, and changing costumes mid, like, shots and stuff. And they're not CG costumes. They're matching shots and... Mixing together the costumes and stuff like that. Um, it's clever stuff. And I love what the film's all about. It's all about, like, friggin'. A giant bagel. You know, learning how to it's understand each bagel. other and, you know, see. It's not. It's about an everything bagel. And Jamie Lee Curtis being a butt plug aficionado. Mm. And they're trophies for her. Butt plugs. Stamping award. But anyway, they. Yeah. Um, the whole final fight sequence bit where she's like. Sort of the spoilers for the movie that came out like six months ago. You should have watched it by now. Everyone's watched it except for me. It's on Amazon Prime now. Yeah, I know. Um, where she's like going up to people instead of punching the shit out of them, she's like doing something that will help bring them closure. Yeah. in their life, um, like Rakakuni helping him, helping the guy get back to Rakakuni. Um, his voice by Randy Newman. Um, you know, just being nice, like to people, and that's good. That's how her husband fights. Yeah. You know? Um, and also, sometimes it's not the universes around oh. you. It's your own one that's most important. Mm. You should just focus on being a rock. But not there was no cameos from any Marvel characters, so zero out of ten. John- Wasn't there? <laughs> I was going to say, like, there must have been someone in there. I was moaning about them, Doctor Strange. Where was all the other characters? I wanted to see... Spider-Man War some oh, shit god <laughs> it's just like pulling you can never you can never please nerds the world's but um no it's, it's really good like I say it's, it's going to be my contender for film of the year I don't think there's anything coming out that's going to come close to it um you know like I say in the pro columns it's inventive and crazy and nuts and a lot of fun um it's also over in two hours whereas RR isn't if you want to watch RRR you've got to put an evening aside it's three hours long, but it has more songs than RRR. I think there's only one song in Everything Everywhere All At Once. Um, just briefly, there's a little bit of singing in there. Um, but RRR also has um, that bit where he jumps out the caravan thing and all the animals come out with him, and it looks awesome. And there's the bit where they're dancing. I like that dance bit in RRR. That bit's great when they, they turn to each other as they're dancing. And it's like, oh, they're facing off against each other. Pure Kino. Pure Kino. Anyway, um, it's been out for ages. I don't really need to review it for too long, do I? It's just a fun, crazy, imaginative film. Um, I love the whole set, like the last act of the film, where it's constantly splitting back and forth between the different perspectives of her in different realities. And it's like the melding of all their viewpoints are coming together to give her the epiphany she needs for the final stage of the film. Fact, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, uh, what's her face, lass? I can't remember her name. 
the daughter in it. Yeah. She's fucking great in it. She's fr- friggin', friggin' ridiculously good in that film. She's crazy and nuts. I love when she does the thing where she makes the gap and then you see through another dimension, through the fingertips. It's through the cracks. And she's like, come on, sit on the crack of the chair. Sit on the crack of the chair. She shuffles over onto the crack and they go, boom, straight through the crack into another dimension. Into another dimension. Great and clever and inventive stuff. And it reminds me of the sort of films like, you know, Michelle Gondry and Spike Jones and Who was that guy who directed that film, Rubber? Oh, that dude. The one who went on to good. make... What did he make? He made something recently. That's sort of weird shite. That's what I'm freaking... And I'm going to spend 455 quid on a fucking Steam well, Deck, aren't I? you better hurry up because it's time for your review. One sec, mate. I'm just having a look see what the director of Rubber did. Who was it? Some French track, wasn't it? It was the, it was the Flat Eric guy, wasn't it? Quintin Dupla. Yeah. The, the one who did that Flat Eric song years ago. Yeah, but the boo, he did boo, boo, Rubber, Deerskin. Oh, I remember Deerskin. Wrong Cops, Reality, Smoking, Caucasians. Wrong Cops was weird. That had Barry Manson in it, didn't it? Oh, did it? Yeah. No, that's being cancelled. Yeah, he did better being flat. Yeah, Wrong Cops can get fucked. Marilyn Manson can die. No one gives a fuck. Um, Alright, is it my go then? I did the incredible Burt Wonderstone, which was the one starring what, Aubrey Plaza. What, he that? Yeah. What? Apparently. Let me just have a quick Is that a mistake? Well, that generic ass friggin'. Oh, no, he didn't direct it. I don't know what he did on it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, uh, my next review, it's going to be, again, something really recent. Um, I don't think a lot of people have seen it yet. Granny's Garden for the BBC Micro. No, 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 no. no I don't, I don't want to assume that anyone has seen it yet. Um, I watched every single episode of Lucifer in the space of two and a half weeks. That's a problem. Why would you do that? So that I could talk about it here today with yeah, you, You didn't Matt. take any of it and you were asleep The for person I care about the most to talk to media with. Did you um, watch the Infinite Crisis crossover as well when he turned I up actually had already seen that, uh. so I didn't need to watch that again. And you were like, oh, that's the guy from Oh, look, Infinite it's Tom Crisis. Welling. Kane from Kane and Abel in Lucifer. So anyway, for anyone who doesn't know, Lucifer is based on the DC property of the same name, um, in which the devil decides to become human for a little while and work out, what's the fuss about being a bloody human, aren't What's all the fuss and a feuding about being a human? They're so special. So (laughs) Each and every one of them. Doctor Who teaches us that. Look, right. So Lucifer, the TV series, is just a cop drama. I'm not going to pretend it's anything but a really horny cop drama with a Welsh bloke playing Lucifer. And that's just fine. This was apparently a very popular TV show for a long time. Um, I only started watching it two and a half weeks ago because I ran out of other shit to watch. (laughs) And when I say I ran out of other shit to watch, I did also watch another thing I'm going to review in the space of a couple of days. (laughs) Time is relative. Just don't sleep. You can don't let your dreams be dreams, as a famous rapist said. Anyway, so Lucifer, mm-hmm. the devil has come to earth. He owns a club called Lux because obviously Lucifer, L-U-X. It's very cool. It's very hip. It's very trendy. He's in love with a detective lady, who for some reason makes him vulnerable. Whereas when she is not around, he is invulnerable, and he's trying to find out why. Oh, that's a metaphor. Spoilers, it's because he self-actualizes. Every single thing wrong with angels and demons is actually a self-actualization because they have full control over their own existence and it is just what they believe themselves to be or what they believe they should be in the moment. 
He didn't figure that out before he came to us. Even though they find this out in season three, they never seem to be able to control any of their powers. They get wings on and off, so on and so forth. Anyway, that's besides the point. It is basically just a murder of the week cop show, and it's kind of cute in places. Lucifer fucks in this, like a lot. Oh, he's going to have Satan children. He doesn't. Loads of Damien. He does eventually end up with a child. Spoilers for season six, if no one's seen it. Wait, is he a nonce? No, he doesn't fuck children, like as in he has a kid. Oh, you just said he he fucks and then you said... Oh, yeah, Lucifer fucks. And then he ends up with a kid. Not kids. Okay. There we go. He's not a Prince Andrew. I repeat, he is not Prince Andrew, the famous pedophile. Friends with Jeffrey Epstein, one of the biggest monsters of the 21st century. Loads of British food um, things have to take the crown off their food now because they have to prove that their um, products the royal family use. So, like, if Pizza Express want, they can apply to get a crown. You know what, Pizza to... Express? Well, only Pizza Express Woking. Yeah, but they the can prove that he ain't Prince Andrew. Thus giving him an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> and getting themselves embroidered. There'll be a tape somewhere. In a major court. The, there'll, be a, there'll be a tape somewhere that sits in a dusty cupboard locked away that they will use. If ever they start going bankrupt, they'll be like Prince Andrew. We've got the tape from the night you said you're eating pizza here. Give us all this money or we're fucking, we're noncing you out there. Deleting it. <laughs> no, no, no. They play it to show he wasn't there. Oh. Yeah. They'd be like, we're releasing the tape. Oh. And it's like, oh, you've got a tape of me with those several children. It's like, no, no, no. It shows you're not in Pizza Express on the night that you said you were, you nonce. And would be like, no. I think it'd be funnier if someone had a video showing he was there. Yeah. And someone was having some sort of argument with him, <laughs> but no one knew he was Prince Andrew because you wouldn't recognise him. No, I they didn't think know he's what he just looked some like. Business I, I had no idea who the fuck he was for years. He, he looks like a middle management yeah. business cunt. I have only known who he was since it was revealed that he's a nonce. You know the sort of person who tucks their shirt into their trousers even though their belly is like five times too Oh, God, I Pull saw you. one of them today. Yeah, you know? But they're wearing like skinny jeans. Yeah, so yeah. they look like a fucking bowling ball on matchsticks. 42 inch, yeah. yeah. 24 inch um, trousers. So yeah. anyway, sorry, back to Lucifer. Really, uh, really entertaining. It's just, literally, it's just gruel. It is just, it's a paste. It is, it's not bad at what it does. It's not really excelling at anything either. It just becomes utter nonsense for a lot of episodes. And they do just go like, <clears throat> instead of them being like campy about it and being like, oh, we're having angel problems. They just, they kind of just treat it quite seriously in like the later seasons. That's less fun then. You should do because they're de- they're deities, man. Oh, I'd get fucked. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Lucifer the series, it's it's fun. Like I said, it's just straight down milk toast TV. Your nan would watch it and be like, "Oh, the devil's quite handsome. I'd sin for him." And like, it's just Matthew Modine. That's what this is. It's Matthew Modine straight down the line. It is. It is. It it's is. Not, it's that um, the other guy, Tom Ellis. Who? The guy who plays Lucifer. How do you know his name? Because it's Tom Ellis. Everyone knows From Tom what? Ellis. From what? Lucifer. <laughs> Have you watched Lucifer? No. <laughs> How do you know his name? It's not his name. Is it on the poster? It's not even on the poster. <laughs> because people who watch Sandman keep complaining that he's not Lucifer in the Sandman series. Why? Because they because they know one person who's played someone called Lucifer. And now they're like, oh, he's got to play him in everything. And they're not calling him for, like, fucking Al Pacino. I mean, the character Lucifer was in Sandman. It's where they first introduced into yeah, yeah, DC yeah. or Virgo comics at the time. But, you know, fucking, I'm sure Neil friggin' Gaiman is like, I know what I'm doing with my TV show based on my comics that I wrote. 
fucking weirdos. I still haven't watched that. What, Lucifer? No, Sandman. Sam <laughs> I've watched Sandman. Sandman's all right. Tom S was in something else. He was in a British he was show. He was in Miranda. Yeah, and something else. He was else. in Merlin. I remember him in Miranda. But he was I... in Rush. Yeah. He was in Once There's Upon a lot time. of people. Do you remember Merlin TV show? Loads of people in that. Who in were what? Like Merlin, the TV series. Loads of people who are in that are just like in things now. Like I'm having a look. Colin Morgan, no idea. Katie McGrath, no idea. Katie McGrath's um, Lena Luthor in Supergirl. The one who gets eaten in Jurassic World by all the dinosaurs. Oh, here you go. It's uh, it's where Anthony Head became famous. No, Anthony Head was famous from the Nescafe adverts. <laughs> oh, look, Tom Hopper. Mm-hmm. Asa Butterfield. Michelle Asa Butterfield Ryan. Michelle Ryan. Michelle she was oh, yeah. She was Wonder Woman. What? She was in the Wonder Woman pilot. No, that was... um. No, Adrian Peladecki was, was in the one after oh. Michelle Ryan's Wonder Woman. Oh, I don't know. Uh, who else is here? Uh, had someone arguing at work the other day that he wanted um, the Parent Trap on DVD. Why? Um, and I just, he said the original one. So I got the original one. We had it in stock. The oh, he meant, he meant the one with the low hands. Yeah, but he said no. It's it's older than that. It's the first one. It's not this. And he kept describing. It. I said, yeah, that's this one. How many autistic people do you deal with on a day? And it's just like, no. <laughs> and I was like, look, I'm looking on IMDb, there's no other films, and they just don't believe you. Oh, Lawrence Fox's dad was in it. No. Not Lawrence Fox, though. Oh, his sister was as well. Emily, <laughs> Amelia Fox was in it. But it's production companies, the same one he did Doctor Who and stuff, wasn't it? Oh, right. So Piper. Lawrence Fox also isn't in Doctor Billy Who. Billy Piper was in Doctor oh, Who. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So... Everyone hates Lawrence Fox and his family, don't they? Yeah, no one really likes him. Yeah. Uh, probably because Lawrence Fox is a fucking nonce. Because Lawrence Fox is Lawrence Fox. He's probably a fucking nonce as well, mm. isn't he? Anyway. Little noncey face and his noncey fucking voice. I'm supposed to review my third thing now. Tom Willis has such a weird voice in Lucifer. Hello, detective! They told him to do a classy British person. And when you did a classy... <laughs> Hello! Classy British person impression. So Hello, that's not right bad sounding. guys! That's how you always fucking... Can't it be a little bit more Hello, like... drug dealers! They were like, can't it be more classy like that guy from friggin' Open All That... Not from Open Crit Apocalypse. What was the... Um, that guy from Crit Apocalypse with the smooth... What was the sitcom with John Inman? Are you being served? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello! They're like, yeah, classy like him. Uh. If I'm totally honest, like... <laughs> it is mostly him carrying the fucking show and chewing the scenery, so... He's hungry. So much food. He's got such great fucking abs. All right, your review, Anne. All right, my third review. Yeah. My third review. Let's do Star Trek Deep Space Nine Season 6. What are you looking at now? Was it any of your fucking business? Review me. fuck's sake, man. Can't concentrate. Can I'm you? sorry. I start off looking at the cast of Merlin. I was going to message my friend and be like, "Do you know who was in Merlin?" Well, I was busy telling you who was in Merlin. Yeah, I know you were. Tom Ellis, clearly the most important character. Uh, and her, and Asa Butterfield. Oh yeah, Asa Butterfield. He's in it. fucking everything now. He is just in everything. I thought Asa Butterfield was the kid from The Good Doctor, but it's not Asa Butterfield. It's no. the uh, other kid. I can't remember his fucking name. Oh. Anyway, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine series six. Season 6. Um, at the end of Season 5, Starfleet had to abandon Deep Space Nine because the Dominion invaded and Starfleet and Bajor, they weren't linked together yet. Bajor's not part of the Federation, so they have to stay there and work under Dominion rule. And Season 6 kicks off with like this six-part episode storyline where like Starfleet's planning a counter-attack. 
the Bajorans and the people who are still working on the station are trying to sabotage things, but they have to be clever about it because they don't want to ruin things. They've got to make sure they can sabotage it and get rid of the Dominion. Um, and, you know, it's a really good way to open the series. Like, not just clean it up with a tight bow, you know, not just end this thing by having, a, you know, the first episode, second series, have the Starfleet come back and take it back, and it's like, it's a one-season thing. They make out there is there has been, like, six months between the series, and they build up this six-episode arc to how they take back the station, and it's a big deal when it happens. It's not one of these things where something, you know, you left on a cliffhanger in the last series, it's a big deal, and they tie it up loosely in 45 minutes in the next series. None of that. And the rest of the show is, you know, the Dominion War's now been pushed back. Starfleet have managed to get a foothold back in place. They've blocked off the wormhole. They made these Rom Nog's brother came up with all these clever mines. So that if the mine's about to be destroyed, it replicates itself and clones itself with another mine to replace itself. Yeah. Clever system. Permanent minefield. Mm. Really good. So mm. It goes wrong, doesn't it? No. Oh. No, it saves the day. This is basically the oh, okay. It's basically what saves them. Stops the um, Dominion being able to bring anyone through the wormhole. It's got this big old minefield that's all cloaked, self-replicating mines. Clever. Nog is a Nog Rom is a genius, um, and he's got a hot wife in the show. Good for him. So um, yeah, so there's, there's the rest of the show. Unfortunately, like there's really cool stuff with Wayun and Goldacat and um, Damar, who are like the main bad guys for the season. Um, but like. Once that first six-part episode's gone, they're relegated to Cardassia, and they spend pretty much the entire time in, like, one room. Like, they have this one Cardassian command centre room that they do everything from, and every now and again you see them, and they'll be doing some sort of, like, we need to do this thing to in order to fight back and stuff, and that's the episode. It's fine. Whatever. This series does have one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever, though, which is one where... um. Cisco, he's bit in touch with the prophets in the wormhole, the aliens. They have this weird sort of temporal link to him, and they every now and again they sort of like sort of give him these visions and stuff. And in this one, he goes into a coma and he's having this vision that he's a science fiction writer in like nineteen fifties America, working on a sci fi magazine where behind the scenes the people who are working on it is like there's a Jewish man, there's a gay man, there's a there's women writing the science fiction and stuff like that, and a black man. But the public can't know about this. And this whole thing's about him writing a story. And the story he's writing is the story of Deep Space Nine. And the publisher says, I can't publish this because you've got a black man as the lead captain. And it's like a really good story about race. It kind of feels a bit like a Quantum Leap episode. You know, like one of those episodes where um, Sam leaps into the body of someone who's going to be the victim of human rights violations. And he has to show everyone that he will not be broken. And we will have human rights and stuff nowadays. Something woke like that. Um, Human rights. Get fucked. <laughs> what? You didn't ask to be born and you expect basic fucking dignity? Get fucked, you fucking woke piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, that episode's fantastic. Classic yep. episode. Really good. Get into the breeding camps and shut up. Gets brought up again in season seven a little bit. There's like a follow up to it. Um, but no, this series is fantastic. It's lots of Dax and Wharf stuff. That's nice. Wolf kind of gets lost in the shuttle in deep, shuffle in Deep Space Nine a bit. He's like, they make a big deal bringing him into it in season four, and then he sort of just has like, like a handful of episodes each series which are about him, which seems a bit of a weird thing to do when you've got like one of the most popular characters from TNG, like shuffling to the side. But whenever he does have an episode, it's about him and 
Dax mostly, and oh, okay. that's nice. And this is the last series that Terry Farrell was in as Jadzia Dax because um, she was going off to be in Becca. Do you remember the sitcom with Ted Danson? <gasps> the best fucking intro theme ever. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the producer of Deep Space Nine, Rick Berman, wasn't happy about that. He thought she was basically abandoning him, and he wouldn't make like any sort of like um, special situation to help her go work on Becca and work on Deep Space Nine at the same time. Like they're both being filmed in the same area. She could have done it, as far as I'm aware. Um, but he didn't want to do anything like taking her out of the show for a couple of weeks or anything like that. So they kill her off at the end of this series, um, and they have a new Dax symbiote take her place in the next series in series seven. It's um, Esri Dax. Which is a bit of a shame. I mean, it's it's a thing that they would have had to cover eventually. Because, you know, the whole thing with Trill is that they have a symbiote in them and the symbiote carries their memories into a new host. Like the Teok from uh, Stargate. And probably ripped off of that, probably. <laughs> is yeah. it the Teok? Tilk. 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 That's, the, Tilk. that's not the race, that's the one of the characters. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. right. Sorry. But they yes, carry the memories from one person to the next. Um, they're, the big, they're the big cup in their stomach. No, no, she doesn't. they just have a worm in them. Oh, right. It's like a sort of... Do you remember Stargate? Thing. Like, every time they showed one of those things, they never showed the fucking worm coming out, did they? This is PG. Um, yeah, they, they had to sort of cover that on Deep Space Nine eventually, because if you've got a character that has that as a defining trait of the character, at some point you have to like pass the symbiote onto someone else and it's show what happens when symbiote. you have to show what happens when someone else is that character, someone but not the room. And there's a jar. They go ignore that symbiote. It's like oh, that's coming back later. That hmm. symbiote. Maybe someone's gonna smash that jar um, on someone's head. But no, it's just that, 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 that she just gets killed off at the end of this series, and it's very oh, unceremonious. Okay. But it's the kind of death I like in a show. I don't like it when you know when a character has a character arc that's definitively ended, and then they die, and then they have their romantic moment where they get to say, you know, have their final speech and die. I don't like that in shows. I think when a character gets killed off in a show, it should happen if at all possible, right in the middle of them having stuff going on. Un- no storylines finished they should just be cut out and there should be like a hole in the show where that person was I would like it if um, if there was more like unconfirmed but also confirmed stuff you know like when someone's dying their final words are like like Jim Jim come come back to me Jim and he's just like I fucked you and he's like you fucked my wife oh Jim I know I know she told me and he goes no I fucked you and then the doors open and as the doors open the wife comes in but also the child comes in they both run towards her and go no I loved him and he's like you fucked my entire family Jim that'd be a great end to a Star Trek episode <laughs> <laughs> that's really just terrible <laughs> do you know do you know um, improv theatre yeah yeah you should, you should totally do that yeah I'll watch. <laughs> every time I'm just like... <laughs> yeah. It'll be hilarious. For people that don't know, I recently got a job on the Family Guy writing stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm fucking... I'm losing my mind. <laughs> you were saying about Deep Space Nine? It's good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, Odo and Kira finally get together. Oh yeah, cool. cool. Really good episode when okay. that happens. Odo's the shapeshifting guard, and Kira's the major, who's the the lead Bajoran personnel on the ship. The bodysuit lady with the ponytail. She's got a ponytail. Does she not? She has like the. She's got short hair. Oh, and the eyebrows. 
Just got normal eyebrows. I mean, most people have eyebrows. No, but like she has like, doesn't she have weird eye? No. No weird brow? No. No, no it doesn't have one of those latex She's brows? a little thing it? in her nose. Oh, maybe that's it. That's what I'm thinking. But there's a whole episode where um, there's a holosuite program that's like this Frank Sinatra-esque crooner. And Odo starts to go from advice. Non-denominational <laughs> Frank yeah. Sinatra style. They tried to get um, Frank Sinatra's son to oh, play, really? but he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, he did Family Guy, oddly. <laughs> yeah, loser. Um, but yeah, it's the whole episode. He's like some really advanced program. He's aware he's a hologram and all this. And he tries to teach Odo how to be a bit more suave and be more open and less rigid and all that. And it all leads up to the holodeck deck program sort of hacking into the comm system on the ship and tricking Odo and Kira to go on a date with each other, both of them thinking that they're going on a date with a hologram of each other. Oh, it oh, I turns see. out it's I not. See. Uh, Shenanigans. And then they have, like, really... Actually, it's quite a good scene when they finally kiss because they have an argument and they're all like, well, maybe I should take you out for dinner for real. And she says, maybe you should. Well, what would we do when we go out for dinner? Oh, we'll have a drink. What about after? We'll just have a chat and everything. And what about maybe we'll kiss? And maybe we will do that. And why don't we just cut all that out and just get straight to it? And they kiss on the promenade and everyone claps. And it's like, that's a really good That's a really good way of doing it because that fits both those characters perfectly. Because Kira hates messing around and relaxing. She's a workaholic. She's miraculous. Odo's very serious, very straight-laced. He's very sort of pragmatic. They None of them want to faff around with this dinner dating stuff. Of course not. Of they want to get not. to fucking. They want to get to what? Fucking. I mean. And he is a shapeshifter. <gasps> he makes his penis any size, shape or whatever she wants. Yeah, except for Oblong. He's not very good at corners, I don't think. Maybe. He can't do faces very well. No, he's got a weird burnt face. It's not a burnt face. He just never learned how to do faces right, because, you know... Yeah, like I how, like, like how I never learned to do hands. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Deep Space Nine Season 6. It's a classic series. I'm on the last season now of Deep Space Nine. Exciting times, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> What do we have looked forward to in Season 7? I don't know. You tell me, because you watched this stuff. The finale. I mean, yeah. And that episode yeah. where they're playing baseball. What? There's an episode where um, Cisco organises a baseball game in the holodeck. Talking baseball. Da, 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 Pretty da, much. Da, da. Everyone gets into it. It's good fun. Um, but that's da, really, da, just a great da, series. Da, 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 da. Lots of Quark episodes. One where Quark, like, has a sex change to be a woman. A bit of a weird episode. Wait, what? Generally considered the worst episode of Deep Space Nine. That happened in season six. Wait, what? The Grand Nagus is trying to make it so that women have equal rights on Fregnar because he's dating Quark's mum, who's a business genius, but she shouldn't be because women aren't allowed to earn money. And Quark has to, basically his mum gets ill and he has to take her place because some business guys are trying to want to meet this amazingly brilliant female business mind. So Quark has to have a sex change to convince so he can masquerade as a woman for the episode and he learns very little. Learns very little at all. Sounds like a problematic episode, though, mate. Yeah. It's it's handled better than you might expect. It doesn't but sound it's, like it is. No, because they don't... They play it straight for most of it, which is kind of weird. Like, you'd think it would be for laughs entirely. And there's jokes in the episode, but they're playing it like Quark's taking it seriously. He has to pull this, like, scheme off. Or he's screwed. And the whole of Fregnar's screwed. He's, he's, you know, he's got to pull this off perfectly. So he's taking it seriously and he has to learn how to walk like a woman. <laughs> Talk like a man. Walk but, um, like a man. No. 
that episode's not as bad as you'd expect, but it is generally considered one of the worst episodes of Star Trek ever. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fine. And on a, you know, you can watch it now and you'll be like, oh, how quaint yeah. things were back then. How quaint. And it is an episode with Chase Masterson in it. Who? Bunch. Uh, the woman plays Rom's wife. She's she's lovely. Um, so it's good to see her. Anyway, your review. What review is this? What? What number review is this? I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, that was my third. That was your third, so it's my third. I guess. Did I start? Uh, yeah, I started. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I was just buying my Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. I'm a fucking idiot, Anne. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have done your rent with that. Well, I'm going to give you rent on Friday. Oh, my God. I'm going to Friday. Or Thursday. Do you want Thursday? I get paid Thursday. So you don't want any rent, then? Is that what you're telling me? Look, and I need to spend four hundred pounds on a handheld PC because reasons. Yeah, really. Very, very clear and decisive reasons. Mm-hmm. You want to buy yourself Steam Deck? You've got a PC. Why can't I have a PC? Well, you've got a PC. I want PC. My PC is a real PC. My PC is a real PC. Yeah. My PC can go with me when I go to the toilet. Um. <laughs> I'm going to write the theme song for Steam Deck. <laughs> Sorry, my review. I'm going to talk about a thing. If I can remember what it was I was going to talk about. Oh, shit, my brain. Um, sorry, two seconds. I'm going to go to my list. I'm going to bring up my thing. What's your review? I've got to fucking remember. Oh, my God. I already reviewed Orphan First Kill, didn't I? I don't, I don't know. Did you? Yeah, you did. That was weeks ago. Man. Fucking it was weeks ago. I thought so. Jesus. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Well, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. You're a technical difficulty. Oh, thanks, bud. Did you not? Did you not prepare? I did prepare, but I can't fucking remember what it was I was going to fucking review. I'm re. I'm just quickly going through the shit that I've already done. Sorry. Sorry, guys. What have you watched recently? What's a lot of stuff. Well, there you go. Name one of them. Oh, Black Phone. There you go. You reviewed that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. What have you watched the last two weeks? Oh, so much. Just Lucifer. Lucifer. Just Lucifer. Lucifer? Yeah. Okay, alright. Uh, you could have reviewed Dead Space 2 separately. From Dead I'm, Sp- not, I'm not a fucking sellout, mate. <laughs> <laughs> alright, fuck it. I, wa- I watched the new horror film... You still got to get a fourth one after this. Yeah, I know, right? I'm real fucking dreading water this week. Um, I watched the new horror movie, The Invitation. Not to be mistaken with The Invitation from 2016... It's a new one. Oh. It's all about a lady going to a party and they get given these DNA tests. It's like, discover who you are. Find out where you come from. And she does a DNA test and ding, 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 she is related to an English family that mm-hmm. are very excited to see her because there is soon to be a wedding and she just so happens to want to go to England. So I'm like, look, come along with family. It's going to be great. Um, she goes along, and it's get out, but with fucking vampires oh. and marriage. Oh, it could have been just scary enough if it was just British people. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it, fucking bucktooth weirdos. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so she, she goes to the wedding, and it turns out this very charming man who's Lord of the Manor is a bloody vampire. I've won a holiday to Britain. I'm going to stay with a family out there. Dun, 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 yeah. ding. Are you local? <laughs> I hear you're a racist now, father. 
Um, it is not good. Huh. It's not very fun. It's not very campy. It's not very bloody or gory. There's no real horror moments. Um, it just, you know, so... It's more blandness, isn't it? There's a... Look, that gruel is back. Mmm, salties. Mmm, salties. Um, it's... Like, everyone's doing as much as they can in their roles. And, like, it's such... It's such a weird get-out, like, copy that there are moments where she's talking to her friend who is incredibly entertaining. And those are the highlights of the movie. Whereas in Get Out, they were like nice little like levity moments throughout this quite sinister film. In this, you're like, oh, the friend's on the phone again. Yeah, it's good. The friend's like, at one point, she's like, she's like, she's like, I met the Lord of the Manor today. She goes, oh, how's that old asshole? And she's like, no, he's not old. He's actually orange. She's like, oh, get on that dick. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's how friends talk to each other. I can't tell you the amount of times I've told my mates to get on that dick. It's all the time. It's like, yo, he's our age. Get on that dick. Get on that he's dick. orange. <laughs> Get on that dick. Um, it's a catchphrase. It's so fucking dog shit. <laughs> it should be fun. It says here it got 10 out of 10 on IMDb. No, it fucking doesn't. It's like a no. four. If if that. It's like a four if that. I think that there's a lot of like that weird racism shit going on there, though, because like it's got a black woman in the lead. Oh, yeah. And they don't like that. They don't like black ladies. Oh, I've seen her. Yeah, she's from Fast and Furious. She's very, very attractive. That's not what I know her from. What? Do you know her from Fast and Furious 8 or 9? No, I know her from something else. Fast and Furious presents Hobson Shaw? Uh, She's not in that. Trick question. Um, Oh, she was one of the voices in Dark Crystal. Oh, is that where you fucking know her from, is it, Anne? Yeah. Not hearing her voice, but seeing a picture of her, you went, yeah, that's that voice from Dark Crystal. I know a picture. She was in Hollyoaks. As who? Sasha Valentine. No idea, and I watched Hollyoaks for a long time. Yeah, 192 episodes. Yeah, and she was not in any of the episodes. Wait, was she? <gasps> she was the autistic girl, wasn't she? It's autistic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's been watching The Predator. Well, we've been a positive spin <laughs> on it. Autism's a superpower, and the predators want to inject it in their spines. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, it becomes a secret vampire movie, but the problem is that, like, the romance stuff is such a long portion of the movie, and then when they get to the vampire bit, they just go full on into the vampire bit. A bit like a really unbalanced Dust Till Dawn. Oh. Sean, like, Sean Pertwee's in it. He is, he is, and he's great in it, actually. Sean Pertwee is a nice little, he's like a nice little, um, bookend to the, to the film itself, because he starts at the beginning being the sinister person. You're like, oh, Sean Pertwee might be in a monster. And at the end, he's like, I'm just a fucking house or whatever Londoner <laughs> I don't know where people come from he was, um, he was um, Alfred Pennyworth yeah Batman's Butler that yeah. famous program yeah, Pennyworth the origin of Batman's Butler um, has anyone watched that show no or um, Krypton did anyone watch Krypton so here's the thing like there is one moment where this film was enjoyable uh, sorry two moments so the conversations with a friend on the phone, great. I actually fucking love that. And the other that. bit was when it ended. No, Sean Pertwee has a joke that references either Howl or Dog Soldiers. I'm thinking it's probably a Dog Soldiers reference more than more than it's uh, a Howl reference, even though they both have werewolves and Sean Pertwee in them. But um, there's a moment where uh, where the girl hears a noise and she stops and he goes, he goes, don't worry, we don't have any werewolves around here. <laughs> and I was like, you sure, but it was in a good movie once. 
Um, it's just crap, man. It's His just... dad was Wurzel Gummidge. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. His dad was Doctor Who. I don't fucking care. It's just... The invitation's so bad, and, like, no one's seeing it. And it's another Sony Pictures film with vampires in it. And it's just... At the end, there's an opportunity for them at the end to do, like, a proper, like... Spoilers for the end of the invitation, a film no one's going to fucking watch. But at the end, oh. she does get turned into a vampire. He's in equilibrium. Who was? Sean Pertry's in Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, he was the that. fake leader, wasn't he? Sean mm. Bean. No, no, it was Matthew McFadden turned out to be the real guy, but he just mm. had the facial recognition stuff go over his face. You remember that? Mm. He was also uh, not Trevelyan. <laughs> mm. um, it's just so dog shit, but there's like an ending scene where they're like, she does get transformed into a vampire and they're like, they're like, ah, he's, he's, and stabbing each other and stuff, but it doesn't go like full, like, I'm suddenly a vampire, I've got all this power, I could just like fucking tear through people and just be an absolute fucking monster. They're like, they're like, oh no, they have to team up against him. And the real demon is like the guy. And the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I mean, that's actually accurate because he, yeah. he makes friends with her. So. Trust you, other um, things he was. It's in. just dog shit, right? Like, don't see the invitation. It's a David Spade at very best. No, he like, was in Mutant Chronicles. You, yeah, he is with Thomas Jane yeah. and Ron Perlman. Um, but yeah, it's just bad, man. It's just a bad film. Just not good. Like, it's not even camp good. It's not like ridiculous, stupid shit. It's not like, oh god, just don't watch it. I just, just don't watch it. Just don't watch it, David Spade, mate. Try to see what other great movies he was in. He was in, he was in the video game Shadow Man Two: Second Coming, as as Modius. Great, yeah. He's done a lot of video game stuff. Not so much recently. He's obviously um, getting paid too much now to do video game stuff. Since he was in ninety nine episodes of the hit TV show Gotham, starring Sean Pertwee and Ben McKenzie from the OC. Do you remember Ben McKenzie? In the OC. Yeah, the guy who's now, like, taking down crypto bros on Twitter. I love him. Is he? Yeah, he, uh, so he was in, he was in the OC and then he was in Gotham. Yeah, yeah. Got and, ham. uh, yeah, and he's he, perhaps got ham. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, he's now on Twitter, like, literally just rinsing crypto bros. Fun. Like, he is actually apparently quite good with money and stuff. And, like, he's, like, just tearing the shit out of them. It's great. I follow him on it's Twitter. Not too hard to do. You just point yeah, at You just basically go, like, oh, I've got the your, arrows going down. Got your crypto, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I'm loving all the people that are like it's not the same you don't own the rights to it it's like yeah nor do you under your current standard so yeah I've got your thing mm. Seth Green's still doing crypto isn't he Seth Green's not very smart no he's a fucking weirdo isn't he yeah I used remember to think- he made a Star Wars show that never got aired on TV yeah yeah the weird like troopers yeah. one no the cartoon parody thing it was all like really yeah, big headed I think it was called like troopers no no it? no it was, it was something else oh really something else. yeah but um because like when Disney brought Fox. That's the one got locked away, isn't it? Lo- yeah, it's yeah. been locked away. It's not on Disney Plus or anything. It's like a weird... They look like Funko Pops, all cartoony, yeah. freaking wacky things. Because part of the reason it wasn't released was because they were worried that this would be the first thing Disney release as when they own Star Wars. Yeah. So it got locked away. But he managed to make a Star Wars show that no one wants to have released. <laughs> There's no campaigns to get it released. No. It's like, no one cares. Whatever happened to his NFT show? Uh, probably got stolen again, no doubt. The one that the one that he announced at Gary Vcon. Yeah. <laughs> these people, these people are mentally unwell. <laughs> they think all the stuff they're doing is fine. 
It's like watching your friend. They got a knife in the hand. They're driving the, <laughs> driving the knife into their own hand, and they're like, no, 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 don't worry. This will be really good when it gets to the other side. And you're like, it won't. It's gonna, it's gonna go it's, right to your hand. You're gonna you bleed know, like, everywhere. You know, like where someone's like, oh, let's cut some limes and have some tequilas, and then like six tequilas later, they're looking at the knife and their hand on a chopping board, and they're like, I, I could do it, <laughs> I could do it. And you're like, don't do it. It's like, but. I could, I could do it. I could do it. But if you, if you, if you do it right now, you've got lime juice on that knife, and it's gonna really hurt. And it's just you. I don't think you're coordinated. It's like, but I could totally do it. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah, it's like your mates just like got their phone and they're like looking at JPEGs and they're like, oh, I could just buy a few crypto. And you're like, you're like, I'd rather you just stabbed yourself in the hand with a lime knife. Stop it. That's less damaging. Ah, uh, crypto bros, eh? Yeah. The invitation is dog shit. Don't watch it. It's fucking okay. shit. All right, then. That's okay. I won't watch I'm it. I'm going to make you watch it. Oh. Like Malignant. No, oh, Malignant's good, though. Malignant's a friggin' masterpiece. Film of the year 2021. What now? Your review. Oh. I watched He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, season one. The new one. The new one that came started. Started last year. Is already on season three. Only came out last year in September, didn't it? Netflix worked those animation farms to death, don't they? Um, anyway, He-Man, Master Universe. It's a reboot of He-Man, a new He-Man. New He-Man show. New universe, new characters, sort of, new characters. Um, but you know what? It's, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty decent. I prefer over that Revelations thing they did, which I thought was a bit... The one that I liked. The one that was like a teenager's version of what's edgy and cool. Wasn't good. The was... one that had like had the body horror stuff in it. Yeah, it wasn't great. This one's better. Um, it's much more fun Saturday morning cartoon. The f- they, they've taken basically. It seems like the whole ethos with it is to take every character and every main thing that you know about He Man, and do some sort of spin on it, like twist it a little bit. So like Adam, he is a prince, but he doesn't know he's a prince. He was lost as a child, and the king never found him, and he's been living in the jungle. With a bunch of tigers and stuff, um, all this time. There's like a little tribe that live out in the jungle with these talking tigers. One of them's Cringer. Cringer's not a scaredy cat, but he's got no claws. He had his claws removed, um, by someone. Ooh, you find out over the course of the series, it's a backstory thing. Um, you know, Ram Man's now a girl. <gasps> Woke nonsense! Chris! She, she becomes Ram Mam. Oh, is fun. Ram Mam, thank yeah. you, Bam. And He Man's power, the sword isn't just for him. When he gets the sword, he can power up his allies. So all of them... It's a bit Power Rangers-y. He sort of like gives them all superpowers based on the things that they do. Like, you know, Ram Man, she likes to wear a helmet that's got this crystal in it that belonged to her dad. And she likes to headbutt things with it. And so that gives her the power to headbutt things with rocket thrusters coming out of her. Um, Cringer gets, like, you know, battle armour and shit, becomes Battle Cat. And Teela, who's like a thief at the start, who uses magic, she's like helping... Evelyn, or Evelyn, as she's called in this, and this guy called Kronos, who makes stuff. She helps him steal the sword at the start, and that's how He-Man, Adam, ends up with it. Yeah, all sort of stuff. Um, but it's a really good thing. They, they, it's really fun. Like You know how like regular He-Man's like sort of fantasy and sci-fi mix, but it's sort of more firmly in the camp of fantasy, isn't it, than sci-fi? Like, it's like fantasy, but there's sci-fi vehicles. This is sort of like shifted the other way. So, like, it's a very sci-fi world and there's a lot of sci-fi tech stuff going on but people can still do magic and there's still yeah. the odd creature here and there so it's more shifted that sort of direction um and there's other cool stuff as well like skeletor doesn't like it's keldor for the first five episodes or first four episodes um 
If you watched the 2001 He-Man series or read the comics back in the 90s and 80s, you would know that Skeletor used to be someone called Lord Keldor. And this is Prince Keldor. He was King Randolph's brother um, who wanted the throne for himself. Um, but he he got cursed, got a skeleton hand. And then he, then in, over the course of this series, he accepts the curse and becomes takes on the magic entirely that he was blighted with and becomes Skeletor because he's got a skeleton head. That's why he calls himself Skeletor. But, um, yeah, nice backstory to it as well. Like, he, basically, Prince Keldor was given the choice between the Sword of Power and this Staff of Havoc. And he chose the Staff of Havoc because a staff is something a ruler has. And he wanted to rule the world. And all this sort of stuff. You know, nice little twists on what they've done before. You know, setting up Skeletor in a different way. Giving him more of a backstory. Giving him a bit more character for the early part of the show. Because in the original show, he was just a cackling, like guy who shouted at his minions all the time. So Bring me, Peter Pan! That's a terrible skeleton. Okay, you do that one. Why would you say, Bring me Peter Pan? I don't. It's a crossover. It's yeah. multiverses. No, oh, God. Anyway. Bring me He-Man! No. Is that... Should I go back to trying to do Jordan Peterson? That's Kermit the Frog. <laughs> hi there. Hi, hi, hi. I can't fucking do it today. Man, Skeletor, he's got a much deeper scowl to him. Yeah, go on, do it. Can't remember his voice in the series. Do oh, it. Just fucking do it. Stop being He-Man's a coward voice. and do the noise. He-Man's voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Yuri Geller? Yuri Lowenthal. The one Does he bend spoons? Peter Parker in the Spider-Man games. You know, in the Spider-Man PS4 games. Yes. Yeah, he was Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, He's He-Man. Same voice. The one who did Kingpin? No. What? Shocker? No. Other Spider-Man related people? The game. Oh. He was Spider-Man. Oh. Spider-Man. Mom with the Spider-Man costume on. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. The cat. But um, no, I really like this. It's only 10 episodes long, first series. Oh, cool. Sweet. That's nice. You can get through it in a day or two. I can get through a lot of stuff in a day. Yeah. (laughs) If you know what I mean. Yeah, but the things you mean is like a season of Lucifer. <laughs> yes. And you should be depressed and sad about I, I that. Am. I'm so upset on myself. Anyway, I like the show. It's quite fun. Oh, that's good. Orko's a little droid in this. Oh, cool. Does he, he do magic? He thinks he can do magic. Oh, that's sad. Because he can't do magic. Orko never could do magic, could he? That's so sad. But, um, no, he was a droid and they put this cog in him to revive him, but the cog was like a, a memory unit from the past. Of a real magician called Orko. So magic and that's why the exists. droid thinks he's. I don't. Orko. And I don't want to pick holes in the logic of what you're talking about, but cogs aren't memory units. They are in this world. So cogs are like their USB discs. They had a thing. It was a thing they had. It was a person's thing. It's a thing. Don't worry about it. But. And you mocked me for liking the other. you got to watch the show to understand this, it. It's very no, complicated. No, I don't. It's not complicated. It's a kid's show. He man's really big in it. Is that the He-Man that I've got the yeah. figure for? Oh right, I like the Skeletor. Yeah, he's got a rope, he's got a skeleton hand. Yeah, bring me Peter Pan. Luckily, it's his left hand, and he is right-handed. So, you know what? That'd be like a great if you'd had skeleton hands because you wouldn't have any nerves. Hmm. So you just slap some bacon in your hands and check. I think off. you have magic nerves. <laughs> you have magic 
magic nerve. Yeah, I think you still feel stuff. No. If you can't feel your hands, it's really difficult to just hold things. That's why you crash everything, like a chap. You know? like, have you ever had a dead arm and you tried to pick up your phone and it's like, uh, can't do it, fucking... No, I never have you know? that problem. Because oh, I sleep on my side a lot, so my arm goes dead when I wake up in the morning. No, I mean, I never have problems. My body is perfect. It's a temple. <laughs> experience what you're talking about <laughs> it's funny because you're broken I'm so broken uh, after saying I was going to bottom out I've done like the opposite and just been pretty well behaved and I just I think I need to drink He-Man toys <laughs> should blow my head make them kiss yeah they won't kiss. They're not. That's, that's breaking. That's. Skeletor doesn't have lips, so he can't kiss. Well, he kissed Evil Lynn in that fucking Masters Universe. Shut Revelation. up about the good one. That's You're picking it. on it. All right. Is it my review now? Anyway, there's a nice thing going on. He man shares his power with who? with his with his teammates. With some woke bloody because it's about cooperation. Person of color. Because it's about cooperation. It's all broken. Because it's about cooperation. But in Skeletor, my day, He Man had a massive dick. But Skeletor, by, you know, as a contrast, he can power up his buddies and give them superpowers, which is how they become, like, Trapjaw and Beastman and Evil Lynn, proper sorceress Evil Lynn. Um, but he can take it back from them whenever he wants. He doles out the power when he deems it that fit to them. That is an unequal distribution of power. Because he's a villain. Who, He-Man? Skeletor. Oh, right. You're not paying attention. Sorry. So you He-Man shares his power because it's a He-Man show, and Skeletor rule, you know, commands it because he's evil. But it's a good show, solid, solid show. I look forward to seeing what other characters from the He-Man universe appear in seasons two and three. Apparently, Hordak's in this somewhere, and it'll make me wonder if they're gonna if it's a different Hordak to the to the other because they've already done Hordak recently with She-Ra, and She-Ra was great. I want another She-Ra episode. I just want one more episode of She-Ra. It's not fair that they ended that. And where's the toys? Why was there no toys for She-Ra? Oh, yeah, I'm sure you'd like some She-Ra toys. I do. I want a Scorpio. A Scorpia. Yeah, you want the life-size one, yeah? Yeah, I want a big the claws. Horse. Big... <laughs> the big claws. <laughs> claws. Scorpio, your claws are so so harsh. Hmm. <laughs> Put those in some hot water. She was the best. Yeah. Big buff lady. Anyway, what's your last review? So, have you spent the last few minutes watching a TV show? Out? Yeah. No, um, I remembered what my last review was. It's like the biggest release of this week. How did I oh. not fucking remember oh. it? Cobra Kai Series 5. Oh. Five? Yeah. Fucking hell. I know. Tell me about it. And 6 is being filmed as we speak. You're making a film. I know. And it's not going to have any connection to what is actually a pretty good series. No, it will. Series 5. So, um, Series 4... They lost the karate championship. Miguel went to go find his real dad. Season five opens up. Miguel finds his real dad. Turns out he's a dick. Um, he also fights Kano from the new Mortal Kombat film. But Kano doesn't use the power of lasers. He uses the power of taking advantage of tourists by stealing all of Miguel's money. What was it? Kano, the dude who played no, what Kano. Show was, what thing was it? Was Cobra Kai season five. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it is karate kicking fucking mayhem. I loved it. So there's a new tournament. There's always a new karate tournament in these things. Uh, but it's a worldwide tournament as opposed to a local tournament. So Cobra Ooh, Kai... competition's going to be fierce. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai has been taken over by Terry Silver. Do you remember Terry Silver? He was the guy who who eventually got... Um, what's his name? What's the name of the main guy from um, the original... 
Cobra Kai, the original Karate Kid. I can't fucking remember. And Google the names. What? So basically, he was he was a villain introduced, I think, in Karate Kid Three, who um, convinced um, f- convinced Daniel to go over to the evil side to join Cobra oh, Kai and the, learn their the, techniques. Yeah, I remember the one. The ponytail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's back, and he is he's now trying to expand Cobra Kai to be the only dojo around California or, or Los Angeles or wherever the fuck they are. And um, the way he's and, and he's doing that just so that he can basically eradicate all the people that he hates. So it gets rid of like he wants to be the only yeah gets rid of Miyagi Do which is Daniel's um, dojo and gets rid of Eagle Fang which is um, the dojo set up by um, oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> who's the who's the bad guy from Karate Kid no no you watch the whole series you should remember the names yeah I the first one's the guy with the funny like hair yeah yeah it's that's the guy I'm thinking of and he's like go for the the leg sweep the leg Johnny Johnny yeah. there we go so Johnny it, had Eagle Fang Dojo and him and Miyagi Do have come together so they're using their training techniques they finally buried the hatchet properly they are working together there's no arguments they don't split up this series have they brought Hilary Swank into past. it yet not yet she's hinted at coming back but that's not the point at shut anyway so so uh and also none of them um, would know who she is yeah, they were. They have no idea. Uh, Chosen, who was the bad guy from Karate Kid Two. Oh shit! He's come back guy. to help. Yeah, he's come back to help Danny. The one he gets his nose honked. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's come back to help Daniel's son. Yeah. Or Daniel. I think it was racist what I just said. Because <laughs> what Mister Miyagi says, he says Daniel's son. So I San. 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 So he's Japanese. I don't know the language. He should really say Chan, though. Yeah. That's the thing. But anyway, so Chosen is now in the series. He's helping Miyagi Do and Wolf Fang, or sorry, Eagle Fang, to uh, become a better dojo, and he's he's teaching the students to be better better at martial arts through cooperation, through Did teamwork. Did they um, say what happened to the Japanese girl in the second film? Chosen fell in love with her, oh. but he never told her, and he had a different family. Oh. His family, his wife passed away, and he's now helping Miyagi Do to sort of deal with that. Um, in an episode where they all get drunk together, best episode of the series, they all get drunk together and go out clubbing, and then they basically decide to go and attack Terry Silver, mm. and it is fucking glorious. I'm not even kidding. Like, so this let's. I'm not going to ruin it because it does just get great, and that's kind of the thing. This stupid show that was like a YouTube thing four or five years ago when YouTube Red was a thing. Uh-huh. And this was just meant to be like, uh, they were like, this was their big ticket item, you know? It was like, hey, look, we've got a load of the original Karate Kid cast in, and we're just going to make this stupid show where it's them teaching a new generation and the rivalries that come from their, like, past traumas and how they haven't actually dealt with them. Yeah. And then, and then like, over time, it's developed into an actual, like, really compelling series, not just for the older characters, but the younger characters that are in there. They're actually... They have development. They grow as as people. Like there are, there's a kid that's introduced. I think in season three. Now in season five, he's like getting to the point where he's like almost a teenager. So he's getting big, and he's like sort of. The whole thing was that Danny's kid was bullying him in season three, and so in season four, he was driven towards the Cobra Kai people. And then obviously in Cobra Kai, they encourage like fucking beating the shit out of your enemies, like yeah. literally beating the fuck out. Of fuck them. yeah. So it's like gotten to the point. Pussies. Yeah, it's got to the point where this kid, the only reason he joined was because his dad died and he was dealing with all this other shit. And it's like basically just everything bad happened to him in a very small space of time. And then the person he was looking up to, which was Johnny's son, he like basically just abandoned him and went, like, I'm not going to be part of Cobra Kai anymore. I'm not there to protect you. But he wasn't really protecting him in the sense that physically, he was mentally protecting him from like the coercion of Terry Silver and 
And at the time, it was also um, what's his name, the evil guy from the first what one. Is Jaden the Smith been in it yet? No, he won't be in it. What about um, Jackie Chan? No, he won't be in it. Is that set in an alternate universe? Yeah, probably. Are we going to have a Cobra Kai multiverse? That's probably the one that they're making a sequel to. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the film. <coughs> but anyway, the the series is fantastic. It's Cobra stupid. Kai kicking the multiverse. Here's the thing: it is stupid how good this is. It shouldn't be as good as it is, and also. It's stupid that they are getting away with just blatantly not caring about the shit that doesn't matter. Like, there is a scene where they're like, we're going to go to Mexico. And they're clearly going to a set that looks like a beach. And it is not like, at no point do they ever try to hide that fact. And then the next scene you see in Mexico, they're just doing a little fucking, like, uh, like a, like a, like the back of a garage. And they don't try to show, like, the outside or anything like that. They're just in a little set that they've designed to look like the back of a garage. It's people gambling. And then... We'll just get some cholos to roll Johnny, dice in the alley. Johnny and his son are going to Mexico to go find Miguel after Miguel's gone on this journey to find his dad. And they don't even try to make the car ride look good. It's like literally just like blues and yellows with very little detail just repeating in the background as they drive along. And I'm just like, great. You don't need to spend a lot of money on this shit. Don't do it. Just go to the kicking. Because once they do get to the action, it is fucking great. It's still so good. Like... The last fight in this is Chosen and Johnny going against Terry Silver, who has brought in a bunch of international hitmen to become leaders of dojos that he's setting up for This sounds ridiculous. This is the dumbest fucking thing. No, man, the do- wars so, between dojos are very serious. It's real- so good. It's so fucking dumb, but it is so good. Do they go to so, Ken Powers? For no, Joe? so so Johnny and Chosen. All the Johnny and Chosen things the storm the place hmm. where these fucking hitmen are hanging out. Yeah, Chosen takes on Terry Silver in a samurai sword fight, <laughs> and then Johnny Johnny's fighting four of the bad guys, and he's doing all right, but then he just takes a hit. And then he's on the ground and they're like beating him up and they're like that dodgy knee. They're getting ready to beat him to death. And the picture of his of his 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 um, girlfriend's sonogram where she's having a little boy falls out of his pocket. He looks down and he just goes, "Nah, I'm gonna fight." (laughs) Just beats the shit out of people. But it's the way that like the fight staff with like just very simple karate moves, where it's clearly like fifty year old men like doing martial arts and that's fine because they do shoot it quite well so it looks like it looks pretty competent but then when they get to like their powered up stage so when they get to like the you know like I've got to draw that little bit of energy from my body Mm. I need to do this they just literally just elbows to knees like fucking and he lobs a guy into a stone pillar and it's just this cheap set and the stone pillar rocks but the guy just the way it goes (laughs) It's like that stuntman felt something then. And it's like when they like kick each other and stuff like they're doing like front kicks into people's chests as they come towards them with punches. And I'm like, this is just great. It's like, it's imagine if Power Rangers had better, better martial arts. Power Rangers was great. It's fucking terrible every episode. That guy died the first season and from then they were like, we're not showing the good stuff. Huh? There was a guy that died that was a stuntman on a Power Rangers fight. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'm going to Google this. We'll talk about this later. But anyway, Cobra Kai Season 5, Tom Atkins. It's fucking great. Give me more. Put it in my veins. I'm going to watch this shit forever. It's so fucking dumb. And I love it. <laughs> it's, it is 
There's, it doesn't pretend to be anything but what it is. A big, dumb karate show where people just kick each other to resolve conflicts. It's in a universe where the only way to resolve a conflict is through martial arts. They should get asked to deal with, like, terrorists and stuff. They could go oh, and It would make them. me so happy if there was a spin-off where it's like... Where it's like... There's international G.I. Cobra Kai. Oh. Fucking... There we go. There we go. Hasbro, you got the pitch. Yeah. Um, he's just fucking great. Team really, with Storm Shadow. Like, here's the thing. I think that you Snake would eyes. probably really like this because you're a big old nerd. <laughs> do they do much fence painting? That was the coolest thing I think you've ever done. Is I called you a big old nerd and you just shrugged it off and like, nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm very cool. Why do people think I'm a nerd? Oh my god, you just ruined it. But following up with, I'm very cool. Do they paint any fences in this show? Yeah, they do. Oh, sweet. He actually, at one point, they, they, what colour? At one point, so, so, I don't know if anyone else knows this. At one point, they, they go to his dojo and they're like, you haven't been in here in a very long time. And he goes, no, I haven't. And someone has printed off, folded, and torn the edges off a little bit. Some bits of paper that have like, wax on them. <laughs> we did better with our treasure maps in school. We dipped them in tea at least. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's like something in a sharpie drawn a circle and a really crap hand and put wax on. <laughs> and another one that says wax off. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, Danny, you haven't been in Mr. Miyagi's room for so long. And he goes, no, I haven't. And he goes and picks up a piece of paper with no dust and just sharpie pen. <laughs> it's like, Ah, yes, the sacred room of Mr. They don't have dust in America. Oh, God. It's a land of dreams. All right. What colour do they paint the fence? White. It's always white. Because oh. it's a bunch of white people. I like it just a nice good wood stain, you know? You know when you get the, when you got like kind of boring beige wood and you do the staining on it so it looks a bit darker and all the, all the wood grain comes out? That's what I like to see. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. A nice pink. Nothing wrong with a pink fence. You can brighten up any neighbourhood. So Cobra Kai is a Tom Hanks. It's just fucking great, and you'd really enjoy this. I think you should start watching it, because I think you genuinely... I've got enough shows to watch right now. This is in 4K. Are all your shows in 4K? Oh, 4K. I'm watching fucking Star Trek on Netflix, where it looks the worst. Like, it looks better on Paramount+. But I can't watch it on Paramount+, Plus because Paramount+, Plus doesn't track what you're watching. Yeah. Fucking, what, what is up with that? I'm watching the new Beavis and Butthead. And I have to just keep remembering what was the last episode I watched. Anyway. That was your review, was it? Yeah, that's my review. Yeah, over. Right. Time to fuck off. Go. All right, off you fuck. Go on. Back home. Back to your beds. Shut the fuck up. Um, I've been Matt. You've been Ant. And you can be found at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter and Wild Will's Hat. Uh, which is now your standard tweet. You don't want to go on the other one anymore. You're like, fuck yeah, all the time. I did an amazing tweet thread the other day that people didn't appreciate. I saw it. I ignored it. Went on to take some, take the piss out of some transphobes. Um, tweet <coughs> My tweet thread about how the royal family were singing hymns at the funeral. Yeah. Yeah. You got to cleanse the body of evil before it goes in the ground or else um, it goes to hell. And we're all carrying immortal sins. I didn't watch the um, funeral. I could, I should have watched it. I could have reviewed it tonight. No, I didn't watch the funeral either because I have a I life. Heard there was a spider. Yeah, saw the saw the Full clip. Spider, the spider. That yeah, was pretty good. good. You see the clip where you heard someone say, um, "There's no coming back from death." 
That was a bit weird. No. It was on ITV. Did they really? Yeah, they were showing a procession. And just before, and the guy was, the, the voiceover guy, you know, the yeah. guy doing the news. Yeah. He starts talking, you hear this voice go, there's no coming back from death. She's trapped. And then <laughs> he, just, he stops for a second. And you can tell he's thinking, like, what the fuck was that? And then he carries on. <laughs> Channel 5 showed the Emoji movie. Oh, good for them. Starring Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty bad movie. As the poop emoji. Yeah. Um, they can find you a Wild Wars hat. You've also got YouTube at Mellow Gaming. Did a video recently, didn't you? What did was I? it? Yeah, I do videos all the time. No, but what was the one you did recently, Anne? Just one a week. I didn't ask you. I did a lot recently. How frequently? What, what was how recently? Last, what was the last one you did? It was Doom on PS1. There we go. Did a video about Doom on PS1. How was it? It's still Doom on PS1. It's Doom. It's the closest to playing the original Doom from PC that you can get at home. Yeah, it's quite different. Is it? The SNES version is actually one of the most accurate ones. Yeah, because it wasn't based on the Jaguar port. No. Everything else was based on the Jaguar port. Some of them were, some weren't. Jaguar. GBA one's all right, isn't it? Yeah, I like GBA. It's the sounds bad, isn't it? Yeah, because it's GBA. Yeah, GBA. Um, all right, and uh, what uh, else have you been up to? What are you, what are you getting up to soon? I'm going to work tomorrow. So am I. What, what was that for? Waiting to get paid. Oh, I'm going to buy a Steam Deck. Didn't you buy it just now? No, I didn't buy it. I put all the money in the right place so that I could mm. just hit that buy button. I was like, mmm... If I buy a Steam Deck, Ant, you know I'm not going to be able to afford my gold pillows. Has he robbed me? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. It's been fun talking to you, Ant. So, oh, you can find me at Crit Apocalypse everywhere, including uh, Xbox and PSN and all that other shit that fucking no one goes on. Because they're cunts. And don't hit that button. I've got to say I a thing. I can't see the mouth. There's a mouse. Oh, Liz Trust is, Liz Trust is a fucking horrible human being. Who uh, bring back bankers' bonuses? And oh, good for the bankers! Eh? Not they, doing, not doing. They've needed about, some financial help in this cost crisis, of living crisis. Not increasing any domestic energy production in clean and efficient ways. Uh, not, not fast forwarding those nuclear plants that we were meant to be getting. Or any it's of good because the less she does, the better the next general election is going to be. She's for uh, she's bringing back fracking. Which oh, has great. such a low yield of natural gas, it's not considered an efficient way of farming anything. It's only really to be used... Yeah, we get some sweet earthquakes out of it. We get sweet earthquakes and we destroy our natural resources, which are no longer protected because, of course, we've got Tories in We power. could put some solar panels up, but uh, uh, what happens when the sun goes down? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to generate UV light then? Oh, I saw the fucking stupidest thing ever the other day. Someone had a cartoon of some solar panels. I was like, that's not very nice to look at. And then someone posted an actual picture of what solar panels look like and how they can be used and still grow crops underneath. Mm. And someone went, that's not realistic. That's science fiction. It's like, no, these are actually what they look like. You're just a fucking... I like the one they have in China shaped like a giant panda. Oh, I like the ones in Holland where they've got the... Because you know in Holland... Stick them on a windmill. In Holland, you've got mm. um, you've got like cycle paths in between the, the motorway. So people can cycle down the motorway and stuff. And they've got UV UV um, panels all the way along it. So that at night, they power the lights to light the whole thing. Oh. Really cool. Really fucking clever. We don't have anything like that. power my hot pocket. We don't have anything like that. We don't even have lights on some of our roads that have paths that you're meant to walk on. So at night, they're very dangerous. Mm. Anyway. It's a basic thing you think they get right. Anyway. In, the, in the 12 years they've been... Well, 13 now, isn't it? 13 years they've been in power? The Tories, yeah, yeah, but let's face it, it's all Labour's fault. Yeah, it's always Labour's fault. Mm-hmm. It's Labour's fault that the Tories are incompetent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, say goodbye. 
Bye. Bye, everyone. I love Bye. you. I'm really sorry. And Liz Truss is a fucking horrible woman. Pork markets. That's her thing, isn't it? And cheese. Cheese and pork, pork markets. Cheese and pork markets. Two things that we don't produce and we predominantly import. And can't now because of Brexit. Hmm. Well, at least Nadine Doris is off Twitter. Yeah, she's apparently she's trying to get into House of Lords. Is she really? Yeah, so that's why she deleted her Twitter account so they can't look at it as if that's going to stop people bringing up all her oh, tweets. Oh, she's such a fucking laughing stock. I don't know how she's going to do that. Anyway, say bye-bye, 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 bye. Should I click the button now? Yeah, go on then.